Today's episode of That Song from That Movie is coming up after these messages. Teenager survives for 118 days without a heart? Inconceivable. Reincarnated boy solves his own murder from his past life? Inconceivable. A miracle spring that can cure the incurable? Inconceivable. Woman raised by monkeys in the Colombian rainforest? It... Uh... Maybe? If you think those stories sound crazy, you should hear what else I have in store. Hey, I'm Scoff. I'm Wonk. And we're the host of a podcast called Inconceivable. And you can find us on Apple or Spotify or Podbean.com, where we discuss the craziest, supposedly real-life stories that we can find, and decide whether they could conceivably be true. They're not. You don't know that. Spoiler, I do. They're not. Some of them could be. Yeah, except for the fact that they're not. Here we go again. Busting makes us feel good, ladies and gentlemen, so it's time to get spooky and various other Halloween-related phrases and decide who you're going to call that song from that movie. It's fun to stay at the... Thank you for joining that song from that movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. I am your, shh, do you smell that? Host Dietrich, and we're joined by a big Twinkie, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, does that mean that I'll survive the nuclear holocaust? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Good. Where does that myth come from? What are you talking about, man? Not not you, (laughs) the specific Twinkies, yeah. Or the myth of Alex. (laughs) The myth of Alex, yeah, the enigma that is. Where does the thing about Twinkies come from? I have no idea. Yeah, unless I don't know. I know there was a Family Guy episode, wasn't there? Yeah, it must have come from before that. They must have a really long expiration date or something. It's not something <laughs> we really have in this country, is it? I know you can get them no. at like, specialist shops, but... you got to pay through the nose for them. Exactly, yeah. And we're also joined by, there is no Dana, only Ben. I'll be Zool. That's fine. For all the other lines that are in this film, I was expecting a much worse intro. <laughs> something along the lines of... The man who has no dick. (laughs) Well, you said it yourself, so... That's between you and your wife. (laughs) How are we all today? Yeah, good. 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 Watched any movies recently? You know what? I actually don't think I have. We've been watching the... Well, yeah, I know, I know. We've been watching that Bly Manor thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, so that's taken up most evenings. Not as good as Haunting of Hill House, that's my takeaway. But what can be, episodes. to be honest, yeah, because <laughs> Hill House was amazing. Yeah. I did watch one film this week, and it was Casablanca, after we did the episode recording. <laughs> after? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can guess what your film is going to be this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I did also watch the film Seven, as well. What's in the box? No song in that. <laughs> I don't think there was, really, no. Just a lot of grungy music from the mid-90s. What's in the bags? And, and lots of that. <laughs> Any further Casablanca comments you want to make whilst you've got the chance? Yeah, you know what, montage. You mentioned it from the from the clip notes or whatever. Well, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. The person from VarCity.co.uk did. I know what they were referencing now. There was, a, there was a fair few montages involved. I wonder whether the point was that it was like one of the first films to use montage. Right. It did exist. That's, that's something I'll have to look into, and I will report back on the next episode. Good. What did you think of the German Impressionism being used? Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do not have a buffer's guide for Ghostbusters. <laughs> I did not watch any movies. I've been on holiday. I've been at the British seaside in October. Wonderful, wonderful thing. <laughs> Cold, overcast, 
but decent fish and chips. Did you have a lemon top? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't go to Whitby. Oh, right. <laughs> Do we all subscribe to the belief that it tastes nicer at the seaside? It does. It's not. That's not a myth. This is not like the Twinkie thing. Are you talking about fish and chips or lemon top? Fish and chips, yeah. All right. Yeah, fish and chips absolutely taste better by the seaside. Yeah, I would argue that a lemon top does as well. <laughs> Lots of people scratching their heads wondering what a lemon top is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you might have to explain. <laughs> it's essentially a whippy ice cream with like lemon sorbet on top. Also whipped, which I think is a miracle in itself. Like it looks like pure marble on top, doesn't it? Like pure yellow marble. Or yellow snow, like someone's peed in the snow and dumped it on top of an ice cream. <laughs> Very much looks like yellow <laughs> snow. Alex was an easily impressed child. It's just the way it's sculpted. It's it's a thing of beauty, really. I know somebody once went, I want an ice cream, and drove two hours to the Yorkshire coast to get a lemon top ice cream. <laughs> what? what? Was it Alex? It was it Alex on the way no, to the caravan park? <laughs> so today's episode is Fallout Boy's cover of Ghostbusters for the 2016 movie Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Don't even, don't even go there. No, okay, it's Ray Parker Jr.'s Legendary Ghostbusters from the Legendary Ghostbusters. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. So to find out what was happening in the world when the song or movie came out, because I've forgotten which one it is, Alex. <laughs> I think it's actually both in this case. Okay, cool. Although the song might come out slightly after us, but it's the same year, and the year is 1984, the month is June. So it was a bright cold day in June, and the clocks were striking 13. But did any of George Orwell's visions of 1984 come to fruition? <laughs> Well, do you guys remember the chapter about the birth of Khloe Kardashian? Um, I've not read it, to be fair. No, was that? No. <laughs> Would you say that you guys are Kardashian fans? Assuming that is what they go by. What, a Kardashian fan? Um, no, I do not. Okay. I appreciate their moxie in managing to string out a TV show for like 15 years without any actual content. <laughs> it's finally finished though, hasn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's coming to an end finally. But they're probably all getting like, spin-offs. Yeah, all the spin-offs. What about like Chloe and Lamar or whatever it's called? Although I don't think they are together anymore. <laughs> Lamar! Yeah, he was called Lamar, wasn't he? Not the Lamar. Not the, not Lamar. the Lamar. If there was any justice, he would have his own TV show though. Yeah, it's not so easy though, is it? <laughs> the chance of it... Come on, dude, 50-50. <laughs> the chance of it. <laughs> can't do it right. just move on move on <laughs> okay so this is an actual news so Tetris is released on the Electronica 60 in the Soviet Union and I've written in brackets here does anyone want to give me a rendition of the theme come on Ben okay <clears throat> oh it sounds very Russian as soon as I started doing that <laughs> yeah <laughs> did not know my mind has been blown open Next bit of news. So this is big news for us. O-levels are officially replaced by GCSEs. Ah, stick that in your pipe. Instantly spawned all those people who did their exams before this date, being like, well, I mean, I don't know what GCSE is anymore. I mean, it was O-levels back in my day. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll soon be doing that about this number system or whatever it is. Yeah, well, I'm already kind of doing that with A-levels because they, they changed it to so you could get an A-star, which just makes my A's look futile. <laughs> yeah, well, enjoy those. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cirque du Soleil was founded in Canada. Canada? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> which was a surprise I to me I suppose well. part there's the French connection, isn't there? Oh, yeah, like French, yeah. I would assume that started on the streets of Paris. Doesn't seem to have the same gritty realism when you say, like, the streets of Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> There were some other notable births that weren't Khloe Kardashian. I picked one from film and one from music. So from film, a darling of this podcast, I'd like to think, Paul Dittino was born in June 1984. And also the musician Duffy. Now who's going to give me a Duffy impression? 
I'm leaving you for the last time, baby. I don't even know what song that is. Was it Warwick Avenue? That's the only, that's that's it, yeah. only two I know. Warwick Avenue and Mercy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was Mercy I was expecting, but I enjoyed it, D. You were out of the box. And then also music related, there were the two songs that really dominated the charts in June 1984 were Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham. Classic. And Two Tribes. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, both great. Two absolute hits. And that's the news. So yeah, and also in 1984 was the release of the film Ghostbusters, as well as the film Gremlins, but we're going to talk about Ghostbusters. What a film! Let's just talk about Gremlins. <laughs> well, it's on theme. It's on the Halloween theme, I suppose. Listeners, this is our spooky episode. <laughs> you got it in there. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah, spooky. <laughs> so, Ghostbusters is written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, and directed by Ivan Reitman. And the film stars Aykroyd, Ramis, along with Bill Burry, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Rick Moranis and tells of a group of scientists who, after being fired from their university positions, start up an extermination-style business designed to fulfil all your supernatural squashing needs. Starting off small, their ghostly cows escalate until they come face-to-face with the all-powerful Goes of the Gozerian in a battle for the lives of New York City. Just writes itself, doesn't it? Well, it was harder to write than, than you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> you went far too in-depth. I would have just said they stand at bus ghosts. Oh, and then and then James Bond saves the day. Oh, Bill Murray tries to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> so what did we think? <laughs> have we seen it? I'm assuming we have all seen it. What are our memories of Ghostbusters? Would we say, as Time Out did in their 30-year anniversary review, that it is a cavalcade of pure joy? I mean, my exact words? Yeah, I would say Roger Ebert put it best. <laughs> you haven't actually done this, have you? No, I haven't. No. I'm assuming, T, you have all the films you've seen Ghostbusters. I have seen Ghostbusters, yeah. Of course I've seen it. I didn't have a chance to watch it before the podcast, but I feel like I've seen it so many times that I didn't need to. If it's not Fast and the Furious, he's probably not seen it. Fast and Furious Ghostbusters crossover, I am all in for. It does sound like an all-action all, an all action thrill ride. I'm trying to think, there's got to be a name. Come on, come on, put our heads together. Think of the ideal crossover name. One, just not Ghosts and the Furious. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Ghosts and the Furious. Uh, Fast and the Busterious. <laughs> mm, oh, God. <laughs> two bus, two ghost. <laughs> two bus, not what? <laughs> so, go on, Ben, what, what, what is your opinion of the film? You've still not given it to me. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, it's a great film. Now, every time I go back, there's something I've forgotten about. And yeah, I just really enjoy it. I think it was at a time where the 80s, even though it's a family film, it has that slight edge that I think still makes it anarchistic, is that the word? Like anarchist, in that it's got like an edge to it that I always enjoy. It doesn't feel like bubblegum family films as they are nowadays. Yeah. It's got something a bit extra. In my notes, I literally wrote, I always forget how rude this film is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I already pointed to the quote, this man has no dick. But yeah, I think as I've gotten older and every time I've seen it, it's added a little bit more. Definitely. Alex, have you seen it? <laughs> I have seen it, yeah. Although I have not seen it a lot, I think, which is surprising based on what you guys have just said. It sounds like you've seen it quite often, but I think I've probably seen this film like twice and both a long time ago. I did not rewatch it for this. Maybe I should have considered I'm hosting it. Next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it next week. Catch up. But yeah, I remember it. I remember it relatively fondly. <laughs> <laughs> relatively. <laughs> Eight out of ten for Andy Lau. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it an Andy Lau 8 out of 10. I didn't want to talk about the film too much, mainly because I haven't seen it in ages. You want to talk about the 2016 video game? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you got anything on that? Yeah, it was terrible. Okay. <laughs> I did pick out a few things though that I found interesting while I did some research. So, tell me what you guys think about this. So the film is considered one of the very first blockbuster films, apparently refining the term to mixed genre that includes comedy, science fiction, horror, and thrills. Would you say this was one of the very first blockbuster films? 
when did Jaws come out? Seventy, oh, 70-something? Yeah, like mid-70s, I think, 75. Because isn't Jaws supposed to be the first blockbuster movie? So, like, ten years, start mixing genres? Hmm. I suppose it depends how many genres have to be mixed to be considered blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Casablanca mixed genres as well. <laughs> German Impressionism, <laughs> film noir, yeah. I read an interesting article. It changed how films were advertised. Yeah, merchandising. Yeah, yeah huge, yeah. because um, just that logo of the sort of the red stop over the ghost. I think it was just that on the poster, and then it was often like the coming soon with the date. Whereas I think before then, you know, you advertised the actors' names, you advertised the studio, it had a lot of writing on it. Whereas I think they went minimalist at this point, and I'm pretty sure Ghostbusters was one of, if not the first, to do that. That's interesting. You can think of similar things like Jurassic Park, I think, is, a, is an equivalent in the early 90s that did the same thing of the just the logo and then advertiser just that, like, you know, this summer. And I'm pretty sure Ghostbusters advertisement was just black, the ghost with a red stop over it. And that's it. Just saying this summer or whenever it was, which is huge, really. And that's kind of influenced poster design to this day, really. Minimalist yeah. is better. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of similar on there. It, one of the other things I had was that it's noted for confirming what Star Wars started in that it is possible to really merchandise a film. Because apparently when Star Wars did it and like had all the spin-offs and all the toys and all the merchandise, people thought it was a one-off. But this film apparently replicated the mold in a way. And so they had spin-offs, they had TV yeah. shows, they had games, they had toys, they had clothing. And it basically helped craft the model of all these sort of blockbuster films that came afterwards. Oh, yeah. As a child, I genuinely thought the movie was a spin-off from something else. Because like the franchise is so well crafted in that one film, I already assumed it existed somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it does, it does feel like that way when you watch it, doesn't it? It does feel like it's just... It just exists, and it, it already existed before the film came out, almost. Yeah. Similar to like Men in Black, where it was a comic yep. that had hundreds of stories already in that universe. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I mean, this is what I'll go into now. It, obviously, it wasn't. It was completely original. And it was... So it was written by Dan Aykroyd originally. He was the one who came up with the concept. Do you know, like, why he wrote this film? Um, money? Well, <laughs> like, knowing Dan Aykroyd's recent endeavours, I would say money also. <laughs> so apparently he was fascinated with and has a belief money. in the paranormal yeah possibly also money but this is where it gets interest more interesting his father wrote a book called the history of ghosts his mother openly claimed to have seen multiple ghosts his grandfather experimented with using radios to contact the dead and his great-grandfather was a renowned spiritualist who is someone who is kind of like a religious cult where they believe in the the rising of the spirits wow wow <laughs> Have any of you been interested in buying Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head Vodka? No, but I am now. Is this like Paul Newman's barbecue sauce or whatever it was? <laughs> uh, I, I think that's an insult to Paul Newman. <laughs> Anyone listening, just look into it afterwards. Go on YouTube and watch his advert for his own Crystal Head Vodka, which is vodka in a skull. Doesn't that already exist? Isn't like there already something else like that? I feel market? like every time I've been abroad, a shop has sold something similar to that for very cheap. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but is it is it Dan Aykroyd's? Um, what, what is the skull modelled on his skull? Is it his skull? Yeah, is it just this is just one? It's just his skull with vodka in it. I don't know. All I know is that it was developed at the same time as Indiana Jones: Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and Dan Aykroyd. Pretty sure he met with Steven Spielberg to resolve like an issue about who owns the rights to crystal skulls. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, disputes like that because we're going to be coming on to a few of those later on. So uh, just keep that in mind. Yeah. 
one final fact that I enjoyed about the film. So the budget was 25 to 30 million and it made 10 times that of 300 million, which is a good wow. fact in itself. I mean, it, it was, I think it was, it was certainly in the top five highest grossing films of the year. I think they were worried about giving this film a decent budget with it being a comedy. But obviously it required it in order to have all the special effects. But I think the original yeah. script that Dan Aykroyd wrote was about a team of Ghostbusters in space. But it was like, <laughs> <laughs> this comes up coming up again. Why do, why do writers keep adding space? But what really, what really interested me was the VHS sales on this film. So do you know how much it cost to buy the VHS copy of Ghostbusters when it came out? Um, ten dollars. Oh, I'm gonna say thirty dollars. You both wrong. It was eighty dollars. What? But I looked into I looked into this, and apparently, did you get a crystal skull with it? (laughs) There's so much VHS uses cost then. This is obviously dollars, and mainly because they were only really bought by rental companies to then rent them out. Uh, It wasn't until like a little bit later that I think Top Gun was one of the very first to really reduce it down to around the twenty five dollar mark. And that's when films started to realise they could make more money by making it cheaper and selling more than selling them at $80 a pop. But also in the same year, Beverly Hills Cop was the highest VHS selling film in America. And that was cheaper. I think it was about $30. And the second highest VHS selling film of the year, Ghostbusters was third, by the way. The second was Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Nice. It's weird that the like the model has gone from making everybody rent it to everybody buys it. And now with subscription services, it's back to everybody rents it. Yeah, it's weird how it's happened that way. Phantom and the Furious. <laughs> Continue. That's that's not too bad, though. Should we go into the song? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. We've, we've spoken a fair bit about the film, but I think you know most people are well aware of, of everything that comes with Ghostbusters. But are they aware about all the information behind the song? So the song was Ghostbusters, not by Fall Out Boy, but by Ray Parker Jr. And it was written by Ray Parker Jr. Or was it written mm-hmm. by Ray Parker Jr.? We'll find out. Ray remembers that he was only given a couple of days to write the song and was struggling to come up with a way to fit the title of the film into the lyrics. However, late one night, he saw a commercial for a local service which reminded him of the scene in the film where they do the advert, which inspired him to come up with a jingle-influenced hook. So that's that's the story of the song. Now, lawsuit. (laughs) I want a new drug by Huey Lewis in the news. Do you guys know about this song? Have you heard of this song? Never heard of it. No. Nope. Well, you might have heard of it because it sounds exactly like Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Really? How does it go? <laughs> so the the opening riff that which I think was yeah, hold the pause. Um, that riff is exactly the same as the riff from I Want a New Drug by Hewlett in the News. It doesn't mention anything about Ghostbusters, but the riff is identical. So the case was settled. So Huey Lewis in the News actually sued Ray Parker Jr. for copyright. The case was settled, but stayed confidential. However, in 2001, Huey Lewis revealed the payment in an interview, causing Parker Jr. to return Sue Huey Lewis. <laughs> regarding the case, Parker Jr. said, so regarding the second case, I got a lot of money out of that. Take from that what you will. I don't know how much money it was, but a lot. So Huey Lewis had originally been approached to write the theme and the song for the film, and I Want a New Drug, he declined, but I Want a New Drug was actually used in the test footage which was sent <laughs> to Ray mm. Parker Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray Parker Jr. was watching all this test footage thinking, I need to come up with a really good song for this. Uh, wait a minute, there's a song already on there. I'll just change the words. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's the story of the song. So basically he just ripped it off and put Ghostbusters in there a few times. And, you know, history was made. And it was a number one single across 
well, it was a number one single in America, but it was a very high charting single across the entire world, places as far as you know, Austria, anywhere in Scandinavia, UK was number two, just like literally any, any country you can think of was on the list. It was nominated for Best Original Song at the Oscars. D, this is for you. I know okay, you enjoy you. a good Academy Awards mention, but it did lose to I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder from yeah, the film The Woman in Red, which, you know, I'm not familiar with. Familiar with the song. The song is actually estimated to have added $20 million to the box office gross of Ghostbusters. So, 300, wow. so out of that 320 million was just the song, which is mad, really, isn't it? Yeah. You mentioned earlier about the ghost band. This isn't really to do with the song, actually, but this is an interesting fact based also on lawsuits. So the ghost and the logo, they were actually sued by the creators of Casper the Friendly Ghost. But it was not <laughs> upheld, because apparently the ghost resembled Fatso, but they did not win. Uh, I guess it does, yeah. It does like a bit. One yeah. of the, like, the three sort of like bully ones. Yeah, I think he's one of the uncles, isn't it? Or isn't that's so stretch and stinky. And it does kind of, but it's like well, it's just a ghost. Isn't it? Yeah, like, no, <laughs> there's, not, there's only like one predominant color. There's not much you can do with it. I enjoyed that you didn't ask what you think of the song because everybody knows that everybody loves this song. Yeah, well, I was about to just ask that actually, because thank you for filling in. Ben, opinions? I hate it. Yeah. It's one of those I associate early school discos. Like, it's just a, it's a kid fit. It's so squeaky clean. <laughs> is it, though? Is it? Is well, it? I don't because, know. I well, Ben, right, let's, you, you've segued nicely there, right? That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm Did here for. Did you listen to the lyrics of the song closely? Maybe I don't, because I just, I just start jiving. I just start jiving instantly. Because <laughs> I think like, everybody does know the first couple of verses slash chorus. And then people sort of probably just forget about the rest of it. But, D, I think you maybe know the line I'm, I'm referring to. Well, the one I'm thinking of is, Busted makes me feel good. <laughs> no, that wasn't actually what I was thinking of, but that is also sexual. I mean, I've just I've just caveated this with why is this song so sexual? <laughs> so, I mean, it starts obviously like, you know, something strange in there, but who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. You know, it's, you know, it could be misconstrued, but, but not really. I'm afraid of no ghost. <laughs> if you've had a dose of a freaky ghost, now you think that, again, I think you could probably get away with that. It sounds vaguely sexual. Have you had a dose? <laughs> also, it could, it could, it could, it could be medicinal. Yeah, it also sounds drug-related, but we'll we'll yeah. skate over that. <laughs> if it comes through your door, unless you wait some more, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? So that's like an implication. So if it comes through your door, unless you want some more, some more of what? Some more of what, Ray Parker Jr.? <laughs> An invisible man sleeping in your bed? Who oh, you yeah, I forgot about that one. Ghostbusters. And this is my favourite. Oh, I hear it likes the girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clearly. I ain't afraid of no ghost. (laughs) Now, what does that actually mean, Ray Parker Jr.? And now, Ben, can you honestly say that it's not sexual? No. But it's still a lot less sexual than some of the other songs that were on at the school disco. (laughs) Such as Sex on the Beach. Literally, the the song I was thinking of in my head was Sex on the Beach. It's interesting that you've introduced a segment where you talk about the meaning behind lyrics, because that's kind of my new gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we're segueing all over the shop here. I've got one ready if you want. Yeah, I do. I do want the... Is it about, oh, Oh, I hear it likes girls? (laughs) No, it's not. So it's the line, if you're seeing things running through your head... The explanation? Go on. Many people who have encounters with the supernaturals can sometimes be dismissed as, quote, seeing things. Hallucinations may be a side effect of several mental illnesses, including schizophrenia, but in the song, this refers to ghosts. <laughs> it could be this thing, but it's not. But it's ghosts. Or is it? No. <laughs> nah, I think what it comes down to is ghosts. <laughs> a song about ghosts. Or actually, is it this? No, it's about ghosts. Is it a serious mental illness? 
No, it's ghosts. <laughs> and then I would say, but is it about ghosts or is it about, you know, sexual assault in some way? Wanting a new drug. I mean, <laughs> wanting a new drug. Maybe that's where the line about ghosts comes from. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch the music video for this? Please say yes. Yes, yes. Well, I've seen it, yeah. It's absolutely outstanding. Yeah, well, I thought you would have seen it at some point. It's just an absolute wonder, this video. <laughs> it's like nothing else in the entire world. My favourite part, which kind of, I suppose, it links to the whole uh, sexual uh, bit creepy vibe, is where Ray Parker Jr. sort of slides impossibly from under a bed as if coasting on a travel <laughs> I mean, it was the 80s. Everyone had a travelator in their home. <laughs> and also a refer- a Scottish referee to say, you will go on my first whistle. <laughs> and John Fashioning. Good references for our non-UK listeners there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they turned off ages ago, Dave. But my, my main question about this video is, if Ray Parker Jr. is a ghost, why is he asking the lady to call the Ghostbusters? Because um, he wants to get busted? <laughs> Well, he probably does, doesn't he? I mean, if oh, that's bust a move. Other uh, ways you can bust things. Busting makes him feel good. If you do get visited by a ghost, I think this is kind of the best ghost to get visited by, in a way. I mean, he just actually <laughs> like, dances around, like, offering up funky catchy rhythms. I'd probably be more scared. <laughs> Looming ghost in the corner gives me time to contemplate, react. Ray Parker Jr. travelating into my room <laughs> with a Raw-style jacket on. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's more difficult to comprehend, really, isn't it? Yeah, saying he's not afraid of himself. When you were sleeping in this bed, Ben, are you also inside some sort of haunted laser quest? Because that's what this woman's bedroom appears to be. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> haunted laser quest. I mean, in this current climate, laser quests have to be the most unhygienic place to be in the world. And there's one thing from this music video that every time I've watched it has annoyed me, and it's when they're doing the strut. Yeah. Bill Murray is not putting any effort into it. It really annoys me that all of them are doing like a synchronized walk, except him who sort of just throwing his arms in the air randomly. And then does a weird sort of break dance with the with the help of Ray Parker Jr. Well, a ghost would help me do that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point in the video, chronologically, is he a ghost or is this pre the rest of it? Like, is this a flashback? Is this how he became a ghost? Did he get hit by a taxi walking across the street? He busted the move too hard. <laughs> So now we're back from the break. I took it as an opportunity to listen to that Huey Lewis song, the I Want a New Drug. I don't think he has a case. You don't, you don't think he has a case? Absolutely not. The riff is identical. It doesn't sound like that. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> it does. It sounds exactly like it. it. You're just doing Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, no, I, wasn't. I was doing uh, What a New Drug. <laughs> I don't know the Ghostbusters song. <laughs> what Ghostbusters song? <laughs> I admit that, like, uh, or I agree that it's certainly, it's not exactly the same throughout the rest of the song, but that riff is, like, it's almost the same. That's not even the bit of the Ghostbusters song that people remember. It's... Is it new? Huey Louie and the... I'm glad that Ray Parker Jr. managed to get some money back from that. Only because Huey Lewis revealed it in an interview. Did you ever find the quote? Or did he say something along the lines of, I completely made it up. I didn't think it sounded similar <laughs> myself. And his career never took off. Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Yeah, no one's ever heard of him since. So yeah, top five this week. And we've gone we've gone obvious after popular demand and much discussion. I like how you say we. I say we as in, yeah, the royal we. <laughs> I ask you, gentlemen and our lovely listeners, what are the top five ghosts in movies? Now, I've looked this up. 
I've again done a census. I've made an Excel spreadsheet of various different websites. Some look quite official. I'm looking at you, Esquire. Some don't. I'm looking at you, ghostfrommovies.com. <laughs> it's a more official. <laughs> well, I don't know. The website looks like it was made in like 2003. You remember the Space Jam website that's still going? Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks like that. <laughs> like GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, just like that. What are the top five ghosts in movies? Ghosts. We mentioned in the first half Casper. Do we need to get rid of Casper? I assume it must be in there. Casper is number one. There you go. Casper is number one from the, from the film Casper. From well. the film Casper. I mean, it says from ver- I've seen it in various iterations, right. but it says Casper from Casper. So it's not it's not Bill Pullman in Casper when he turns into a ghost because I feel like he is the best ghost in that film. Uh, no, it just <laughs> says Casper in brackets, the friendly ghost. <laughs> Do we have to put a spoiler spoiler alert in here? I think we should, because I'm going to say Bruce Willis' sixth sense. It's over 20 years, so it's fine. Bruce Willis is number five. Bruce Willis is number five. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Oh, Patrick Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Yeah, come on. Patrick Swayze is number two. (laughs) Sam Wheat from Ghost. You're doing well so far, guys. You're doing well so far. Are any more of them sort of surprise ghosts, or are they like obvious ghosts? Like, like, well, like I said, yeah, this yeah. is a this is a consensus. There are some surprises on various websites, but when usually when you're doing a grouping, when you're doing a, a sort of a tallied score, the obvious ones crop up more and more. The twins from The Matrix Reloaded. I don't even think I saw a vote for them. <laughs> the twins from uh, The Shining. Are they ghosts? No- nominated, but are not in the top five. Well, what about, is there anyone from Ghostbusters? Slimer. Slimer is in there, yes. Yep. Oh, we should have got that earlier. <laughs> One more. One more. Is it, like, give us a clue. Is it a horror film? Because we haven't had any horror films yet. Well, I'm wondering, is there, like, a famous, like, a really famous horror? No, but I don't know, you know, like, spooky horror type films. I mean, I think this is just probably because of the kind of people who have written these articles, but it's a very PG, almost U-rated ghost. And it's not Casper. <laughs> and it's not Casper, no. Maybe slightly less PG in, this, in that sense, but it's from a franchise, a very, very popular franchise. Harry Potter. Oh, Nearly Headless Nick? Oh, oh, oh Moaning Merle. It's Moaning Merle, yes. <laughs> How can you be nearly headless? <laughs> Some honourable mentions include the blowjob ghost from The Shining, <laughs> which so far I've only seen mentioned as the blowjob ghost. <laughs> The Ghost of Christmas Present from The Muppets Christmas Carol. I was going to uh, say yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol, and I was going to choose that one in specific. There was votes for the Dead Men of Dunharrow from Lord of the Rings. I did yeah. find one. I did find one vote for Ghost Rider. <laughs> it's not a ghost. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know. Wait, Dee, why did you not say Ghost from Matrix? You said the Matrix, but you didn't say Ghost. He's technically not a ghost. It's just his name. <laughs> he is called Ghost. I didn't want to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that should have been in the top five was Shoeless Joe Jackson from Field of Dreams. <laughs> what about Bag of Fans? Does that not count? Does he not count as a ghost? I don't think it's ever really confirmed. Maybe it's a spirit. Maybe it's a ghoul. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So that is my top five. Ladies and gentlemen, as a disclaimer and a bit of a peek behind the curtains, while I was thinking of top fives, and I try and be a creative, obviously you can see from the result, I was not very creative, but that's because I could not find a good top five. But there was one thought that did pop into my head based on the lyrics from the song we've discussed. If there's something strange in your neighbourhood, who are you going to call? Obviously Ghostbusters. But which neighbourhood is the strangest? And so I looked and found an article by Sam Jordson. Yes, there you go, Sam. Shout out to you. From from five years ago on The Guardian that talked about the five strangest places in the UK. So quickly, 
I'll ask Alex and Dee, what are the five strangest places? Now, I ask you, do not think too hard about this. Although there is one place that I'd never heard of. This is a, written by one person. The article is shocking. It's terrible. <laughs> Some of the reasons don't make sense. <laughs> the comment section is huge because there's so much anger and disgust. So what is it just somewhere like, oh... <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> You're on the right lines. See, my first thought was Port Merion. Yeah, that's it. That's what I think. That'd be a, that'd be a good answer, but not what Sam Jordison thinks. Oh no! So it's not like somewhere that he thinks like might be haunted or something. It's just no, like somewhere no. Normal. These are just these are just normal places where he's gone. Like, isn't it weird? Madchester. No, <laughs> Camden London. Town. London. London's in there. Yes, London. Just London. Just that's London. not a town. <laughs> the city of London. He's put. Reasonings include bulging phallic towers, men in pink shirts downing bottles of £5,000 champagne, and the bins displaying electronic stock market indicators. So you see where we're going for this, guys. You're not getting a lot of credit here, Sam. Liverpool. <laughs> You're just, we're just going to name every single city. Yeah, Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle is on there. <laughs> <laughs> With a picture of three women downing a WKD, probably. Probably uh, with the Pop World sign in the background, not Essex. So the other, pla- the only one I've not thought of. The other two that are on there is Glastonbury and Cambridge. Glastonbury. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. A festival or like, is it the name of a place? I, I just said Glastonbury. The only other place that I've not heard of is somewhere called East Grinstead. <laughs> you see that sounds. Strange. Has anyone e- heard of East Grinstead? I can say for say I have. Apparently, it's home to major headquarter buildings for several religious groups, including the Rosicrucians, Scientologists, Christian Scientists, the Ashworth Dowsers, the Pagan Federation, the Opus Dei, and the Church of the Latter Day Saints. So the Mormons. That sounds quite strange. Yeah, that's that yeah, one. It looks like he's does. actually done a bit of research, but then it moves on to Newcastle and the City of London. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone through the comments because, to be fair, most of the comments seem to be talking about Bristol. <laughs> so let's just skip that, guys, and we'll come back. But anyway, yeah, Ghostbusters is good, isn't it? <laughs> it's alright. Alright, so now it's time for the ultimate question, which is going to be confusing because they're named the same. So, Alex, what is better, the movie or the song? Um, Ghostbusters. Oh, God. Correct answer, Ben. Look, Alex, gone. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know with this one. I know you two are like really big fans of this film, but I feel like I haven't seen it that often. But the song, the song is very familiar to me, mainly from the Datcher advert, I suppose. <laughs> You're gonna pick the song from the Datcher advert over one of the most classic '80s movies. Go Duster. Do, 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 do. I really also enjoy the song. I want a new drug. By <laughs> Where do your allegiances lie? So it's twofold. If I pick the song, I'm getting two songs. Now I think you've got to go for the film, really, haven't you? <laughs> Ultimately, it is a classic. So I think I would say film, and I think I think most people would also say film. Well, let's test that theory. Ben, what are you picking? I am most people. And therefore, I will fall into this category that Alex has pigeonholed us in of people who would like Ghostbusters to continue to exist in the film sense. Yeah, because I suppose we do have... I've got a new drug as well, don't we? Yeah, so, so we could just put song. that in the film. No one would notice. And you've got the Fallout Boy version. Does, would that exist? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I don't know how the, the rules of this works. Well, maybe yeah. it would have, because maybe when they were doing the remake, they'd still have the footage with Huey Lewis. <laughs> Huey Lewis! Huey Lewis and the Lewis. Huey Lewis and the Lewis. They'd have that over the top and Fallout Boy would hear it, and then they'd coincidentally also create the song Ghostbusters. Well, it's uh, it's 3-0, because I'm also picking movie, which is not a surprise. 
No, it is not. The movie is fantastic. The song is fantastic too, but you need the film. You can get rid of the song and have another song about busting, making you feel good or something like that. But you've got to keep the film. Bust a move. (laughs) Let's keep saying it. So thank you for joining us today. It's been another fun episode. I hope you were perfectly freaked out with our spooky Halloween episode. Yes, thank you, Ben. If you want to help out the podcast, you can do that in three ways. One, follow us on Twitter. Alex, what is our Twitter handle? TSFTMPod. Nailed it. You can share it on Reddit. Ben, what subreddit should they pick? Uh, the Huey Lewis in the News subreddit. That'll go down well. Might actually be a subreddit. That probably will be a subreddit compared to our usual pics of, like, I don't know, Princess Diana's toenails or something like that. <laughs> that was a poor choice to uh, use as an example. <laughs> <Poor> choice. <laughs> but the third and most important way you can help us is on Patreon. And we actually have somebody signing up for it. What a guy. <laughs> so shout out to Ashley King who is our first ever Patreon subscriber. Thank you very much. You can join him and all the great money he's giving us. I mean, great work he's doing at patreon.com forward slash TSFTM. So all that's left now is to say some goodbyes. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And goodbye from Alex. There is no Alex. Only Zool. (laughs) Oh, damn you again. (laughs) (laughs) I blame myself. I mean, I did use that in the uh, intros at the beginning, but whatever. You did, it's so long ago now. (laughs) And goodbye from Ben. Apparently the strangest place is in the human mind. (laughs) It's also a common comment in that article. (laughs) Also Royston Valley. (laughs) Oh yeah, Royston, oh not Royston Royston Valley. Royston Valley, is it? Yeah, Royston Valley. So goodbye everybody. Bye. Someone's put Madrid and there's just people arguing it's not in the UK. <laughs> that would be strange. Yeah, that's what makes it so strange. There's a Spanish city on your, in your neighbourhood. <laughs> oh. Not just any Spanish city, the Spanish capital. just happens to be in your UK neighbourhood. Who are you going to call? El Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>